Hey everyone, hello, 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 hey fam, hey, hey, hey. Um, let's just bow our heads in prayer. Father, in the name of Jesus, I come boldly, yet humbly to your throne of grace, Lord, asking for your word, Father, asking that you increase, Father, and I decrease, Lord. I take the flesh out of it, Father, in the name of Jesus. And Lord, I just we want to hear your words. We want to hear what you have to say today, Father. I just plead the blood of Jesus over my brothers and sisters, over myself, and over this episode, Father. I bind up any evildoer, any lying tongue. I bind them up and I cast them down in the name of Jesus, Lord. And I'm just praying for breakthrough, healing, and sudden releases today, Father. In the name of Jesus, Lord. I pray that each one of your children can walk away with such wisdom, understanding, and a knowledge, Father. I just pray that you just bless them abundantly by this word, Father. And that is in Jesus' mighty name that I pray. Amen. Okay, family, let's go to Exodus 13, starting at verse 17. Israel's wilderness detour. When Pharaoh finally let the people go, God did not lead them along the main road that runs through the Philistine territory, even though that was the shortest route to the promised land. God says, if the people are faced with a battle, they might change their minds and return to Egypt. So God led them in a roundabout way through the wilderness towards the Red Sea. Family, have you ever been in a situation? Because I know I have. And I'm like, Lord, it could have been so much easier if you would have just did it this way. But it just shows you right here that God knows what we can handle. And sometimes he's like, if I give it to them too easy, if they're if they're hit with a sudden battle, then they might have to, they might try to d- depart from it. They'll probably try to give up. But if I take them through a different way, if we can have a detour, if we could go, up, go past the enemy and and they're hidden under my wing, then I know that they will trust me. So family, you got to sit there and think about it. Sometimes, yes, it is an easier way, but God got a plan. Hallelujah. The Lord knows what you can handle. Hallelujah. So don't be looking back like, but it's easier over there. You keep following the Lord, your God. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Um, Thus, the Israelites left Egypt with an army ready for battle. Moses took the bones of Joseph with them, with him. For Joseph had made the sons of Israel swear to do this. He said, God will certainly come to help you. When he does, you must take my bones with you from this place. The Israelites left Succoth and camped at Etham on the edge of the wilderness. The Lord went ahead of them. He guided them during the day with a pillar of cloud, and he provided light at night with a pillar of fire. Hallelujah, because the Lord is so good. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory be to God, because doesn't the Lord say that he orders our steps? Hallelujah. The Lord says, I shall order your steps. Do you see what he did? He said the Lord went ahead of them. He guided them during 
during the day with a pillar of cloud. Hallelujah. And he provided light at night with a pillar of fire. Hallelujah. It says he will light your feet. That's in Psalms. He will be the light of your feet. Hallelujah. He shall guide your path. God is a God of his word. Hallelujah. He is so good. He is so good. This allowed them to travel by day or by night. And the Lord did not remove the pillar of cloud or the pillar of fire for them for its place from its place in front of the people. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Let's go to verse 14. Then the Lord gave these instructions to Moses, order the Israelites to turn back and camp by Pathirath between Middal and the sea. Camp there along the shore, across from Balsephon. Then Pharaoh will think, the Israelites are confused. They are trapped in the wilderness. And once again, I will harden Pharaoh's heart, and he will chase after you. Do you hear what the Lord said? He said, and once again, I will harden Pharaoh's heart, and he will chase after you. There's no surprise that the Lord is not surprised that your enemies are are planning to um try to conquer you. There's no surprise that the, that that your enemies are trying to set you up. God knows. He sees all. He knows. He said I, he will chase after you. God already know. So if he already know, don't you think he got a way to get out of it? Family. I have planned this in order to display my glory through Pharaoh and his whole army. The Lord says, I have planned this in order to display my glory through Pharaoh and his whole army. The Lord wants me to tell you that these attacks, these betrayals, these what feels like defeat, is what God has planned in order to display his glory through your enemy. He was that enemy that's after you. God's about to show you his glory, whether it's a bill, whether it's a health issue, whether it's a child issue, whether it's a baby daddy issue. The Lord is, he's telling me to tell you, he's telling me to tell you that I have planned this in order to display my glory through Pharaoh and his whole army. Trust the Lord your God. Trust it. Even when we have went astray and we have done things against God's word, family, he still has a way. He still has a way to fix that. Hallelujah. Because he said he got a way to fix it. Hallelujah. Believe him. Trust him. Okay? Ain't nothing too hard for God. Okay? I have planned, okay, after this, the Egyptians will know that I am the Lord. So is the, so the Israelites camped there as they were told. When the word reached the king of Egypt that the Israelites, Israelites had fled, Pharaoh and his officials changed their minds. Just as God said, that's not in the Bible, but I'm just saying just as God said, what have we done letting all those Israelite slaves get away? They asked. So Pharaoh harnessed his chariot and called up his troops. He took them, he took them 
with him 600 of Egypt's best chariots. It says he took the best chariots along with the rest of the chariots of Egypt, each with its commander. The Lord hardened the heart of Pharaoh, the king of Egypt. So he chased after the people of Israel who had left with fists raised in defiance. The Egyptians chased after them with the forces in Pharaoh's army, all his horses and chariots, all his horses and chariots and his charioteers and his troops, the Egyptians caught up with the people of Israel as they were camped beside the shore near the family. I don't know that word. Just read along with me because I don't know that word. Across from the Balsephon, as Pharaoh approached the people of Israel. <laughs> Look, family, I got to be real with y'all. Do y'all want me to take up your time, try to figure out a word, or y'all want me to just bring forth the word? Which one you want? Because <laughs> I don't know what that say. <laughs> as Pharaoh approached, the people of Israel looked up and panicked. When they saw the Egyptians overtaking them. But family, let's just think about it, right? The Lord said, he's going to harden Pharaoh's heart. And they're going to chase after them. Right? So the Lord, with the Lord knowing that, he could have been like, um, keep going. Just keep going. So then it's, it's going to take longer for them to find you, for Pharaoh to chase you. The Lord says, set up camp. Hallelujah. The Lord says, set up camp. That's what God said. He told him to set up camp. He said, rest. <laughs> he said, be still and know that I am God. That's what he said. Because the Lord like, okay, they're going to chase after you. But you about to see the power. The Lord said, ain't no reason for my children to be all scurrying around and running from their enemies. He said, rest. Hallelujah. The Lord said, rest by, by the power of God. The Lord said, rest, set up camp, go to sleep, chill, because I got you. Yeah, they about to come. Yeah, they about to come and you about to see my glory. Just rest. Hallelujah. The Lord wants you to be rest so you can be well rested to see this glory of God. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. God is so good, family, because he said, set up camp. He told them to set up camp. Yeah, I know Pharaoh about to chase after you. Yeah, I know. I'm the one that's going hard in Pharaoh's heart. But set up camp. Right now, the Lord's telling me to tell somebody, be still and know that he is God. Set up camp and rest. Hallelujah. Yeah, he know his, your enemies is coming up against you. He know, but he said rest because you shall see his glory once you rest. Hallelujah. He is so good. He is so good. They cried out to the Lord and they said, Moses, why did you bring us out here to die in the wilderness? Weren't there enough graves for us in Egypt? What have you done to us? Why did you make us leave Egypt? Didn't we tell you this would happen while we were still in Egypt? We said, leave us alone. Let us be slaves to the Egyptians. It's better to be a slave in Egypt than a corpse in the wilderness. Ooh, mm-mm-mm. But Moses told the people, don't be afraid. Just stand still and watch. The Lord rescue you today. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The Lord says, he says, don't be afraid. Just stand still and watch. The Lord rescue you today. Hallelujah. He's rescuing you from your enemies today. Hallelujah. Just stand back and watch them. Just watch them. Hallelujah. 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 
Oh, God. Hallelujah. He is so good, family. He is so good. He is so good. Just believe that the Lord is good. Believe that he said rest. Believe it. Believe it. The Lord himself will fight for you. Just stay calm. Hallelujah. This is the word of God. I'm not making this up. The Lord himself will fight for you. Just stay calm. Family, just stay calm. The Lord himself will fight for you. He fights for me. Just stay calm. Hallelujah. That's a word. That is a word right there. Just stay calm. Hallelujah. The Lord himself will fight for you. Just stay calm. Calm. Hallelujah. Yeah, you got that late notice. Just stay calm. Yeah, you got that eviction notice. Just stay calm. Yeah, your baby is hungry, but just stay calm. Hallelujah. He is so good. Yeah, they rude to you at work, but just stay calm. Hallelujah. Glory be to God because he's so good. Yeah, you're feeling anxiety, but just stay calm. Hallelujah. Yes, you feel the Depressed, but just stay calm. Hallelujah. He is so good, family. He is so good. He is so good because it says the Lord Himself will fight for you. Just stay calm. Hallelujah. Put your put your issue right there. The Lord Himself will fight for you. Just stay calm. Blank, blank, blank. Just put whatever you're going through right there. Just stay calm. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yeah, you got a repo notice, but just stay calm. He is so good. He is so good. Glory be to your name, God, because you just so good. In Jesus' name, you so good. Oh, the Lord said to Moses, why are you crying out to me? That's what the Lord be saying. The Lord said to Moses, why are you crying out to me? Tell the people to get moving. Hallelujah. Why are you sitting there whining and complaining to God? Just get moving. We know you're rested. You're rested. You're staying calm. Keep building. Hallelujah. You tell. You keep on doing the last thing the Lord told you to do. Okay. So now you're rested. Did the Lord say you keep on working? Did the Lord say go here? Did the Lord say do this? Do it. Okay. Pick up your staff and raise your hand over the sea. Divide the water so the Israelites can walk through the middle of the sea on the ground. And I will harden the hearts of the Egyptians. And they will charge in after the Israelites. Hallelujah. Okay. God is so good, family. My, he said, my great glory will be displayed through Pharaoh and his troops, his chariots, and his charioteers. Hallelujah. Because you see, Pharaoh thought he was bringing the great stuff with him. But God said, when Pharaoh think it's great, he about to see my great glory. Hallelujah. Because he good. <laughs> he is so good. He is so good. When my, when my glory is displayed through them, all Egypt will see my glory and know that I am the Lord. Hallelujah. When the Lord get through with you, yes, you, everybody will give him the glory. Everybody around you will see the glory of God. Hallelujah. Believe it. Believe it. Yes, you, the one right there, you're sitting there. I, I, I feel somebody driving and you're sitting there like she ain't talking to me. I'm talking to you. That one, you, yes. By the time the Lord gets through with you, 
by the time the Lord gets through with you, <laughs> everybody will see his glory. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. All your enemies, everybody going to see the glory of God. Hallelujah. You are so good, Lord. Then the angel of God who had been leading the people of Israel moved to the rear of the camp. The pillar of cloud also moved from the front and stood behind them. The cloud set up between the Egyptians and the Israelites' camps. As darkness fell, the clouds turned to fire, lighting up the night. But the Egyptians and the Israelites did not approach each other all night. Hallelujah. You see the power that the Lord got? The Lord got power. He said, oh, oh, glory be to God. Let's read it one more time. It says, then the angel of God who had been leading the people of Israel moved to the rear of the camp. Hallelujah. The pillar of cloud also moved from the, from from the front and stood behind them. Hallelujah. The clouds settled between the Egyptians and the Israelite camps. As darkness fell, the cloud turned to fire, lighting up the night. But the Egyptians and the Israelites did not approach each other all night. You see how the Lord got the power to make your enemies stop. Hallelujah. He said he was right there. It ain't nobody going to bother my children. Hallelujah. Yeah, the enemy's camp is set up right there. The enemy's camp is right there. But I said that there will be nothing tonight. I said that there will be peace tonight. I said that my children will rest tonight. Hallelujah. That's what the Lord said. He don't care what Pharaoh got planned. You see, Pharaoh in his camp. Pharaoh ain't come to the Israelite camp all night. You see, he had his plans, but God got plans. Whose plans matter? Pharaoh's or God's? Your enemies or God's? God got a plan. Trust his plan. Because God got a plan, family. He got a plan. Yes, your enemies is right there. But God said, peace be still. Hallelujah. He said, peace be still. He is so good. Then Moses raised his hand over the sea, and the Lord opened a path through the water with a strong east wind. The wind blew all that night, turning the seabed into dry land. So the people of Israel walked through the middle of the sea on the dry ground with the walls of water on each side. Then the Egyptians all of Pharaoh's horses and chariots, charioteers, chased them into the middle of, of the sea. But just before dawn, the Lord looked down on the Egyptians' army from the pillar of fire and cloud, and he threw their forces into total confusion. Hallelujah. The Lord is about to throw confusion into your enemy's camp. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. It says, it says, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. But just before dawn the lord looked down hallelujah just before dawn your lord will look down at you who will look down at your enemies hallelujah and he going to set them into confusion because god ain't never late 
And he not early. He right on time. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, we serve an on-time God. He is an on-time type of God. He ain't coming to you late. And he ain't coming to you early. Because our God does not run on time. Time works for our God. You have to believe that. Yes, you might have a late notice. And there's a date on it. But guess what? God is the God of that date. God is the God of that time. Hallelujah. Believe that he can do it. Believe it. I don't care if it's a 12 o'clock tonight. You sit back and know that the Lord is your God. Hallelujah. Because what 12 o'clock at night got to do with the Lord? What that got to do with the Lord? Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Let me tell you something, family. Let me tell you something. This is a sidebar, but it's going with it. I don't even if, let's say you got a bill due. And let's say it do get cut off. Let's say you do got a car and, and it do get repo, right? And you like, but Lord, I was praying and I was believing and I was seeking. But let me tell you something about God. Let me tell you about God real quick. Those just because those was your plans. That don't mean that it was his plans. Hallelujah. Sometimes he will let a thing happen. So then he can show you I had better for you. But you were stuck on it. So I had to take it away from you. So I could give you what's better for you. Hallelujah. So sometimes, well all the time, not sometimes, all the time. Your mind cannot be made up with God. You cannot be like, God, this is what I want. Because the Lord says you cannot even think or imagine. Imagine what he has planned for you. So if you can think in your human mind that that car belongs to you, God like, "Mm mm-mm, because I said that you can't think or imagine what I have for you. Hallelujah, because he's so good. Because he's so good. Yeah, you might be living in a motel, hotel with your family right now, but the Lord is like, the only way I could have got you to leave that house is if I got you evicted. That's the only way I could have gave to you what is better. Hallelujah. And don't worry about no credit because I'm the God of credit. That's what he's saying. That's what the Lord said. Hallelujah. Believe him. Believe him. His power works best in your weakness. His grace is sufficient. I'm telling you, family, sometimes when we think God is punishing us, he's really taking it away from us so he can give us better. Hallelujah. Because sometimes we hold on it to it so tight. The Lord's like, see, now I got to snatch it. I was trying to just, you know, I was trying to trade with you, but you, but you, you wanted to, you want to hold. So now I got to snatch it out your hand. I want you to have what I have for you. For I know the plans that I have for you. I got plans for prosper and not to harm you. Hallelujah. So you ask the Lord. You ask the Lord to guide your steps in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Because he's good. Because he is good. Okay, family. Sidebar over. (laughs) Oh, he is so good. Let's get out of here, away from these Israelites, the Egyptians doubted. The Lord is fighting for them against, for the Lord is fighting for them against Egypt. Well, all the Egyptians have reached the other side. The Lord said to Moses, raise your hand over the sea again. Then the waters will rush back and cover the Egyptians and their chariots and their charioteers. But you see how the enemies can't. It's 
The enemies camp said, let's get out of here, away from these Israelites. The Egyptians shouted, the Lord is fighting for them against Egypt. Hallelujah. Your enemies will know that the Lord, your God, has fought for you. Hallelujah. The enemies camp, hear me? The enemy will know that the Lord, your God, has fought for you. Hallelujah. By the time the Lord gets done with them, they're going to be like, we know that that is the Lord, their God. Hallelujah. We know that that is the true and living God. That's what they're going to say. When all the Israelites have reached the other side, the Lord said to Moses, raise your hand over the sea again. Then the waters will rush back and cover the Egyptians and their charioteers. So as the sun began to rise, Moses raised his hand over the sea and the water rushed back into its usual place. The Egyptians tried to escape, but the Lord swept them into the sea. Then the waters returned and covered all the chariots and charioteers, the entire army of Pharaoh, all of the Egyptians who had chased the Israelites into the sea. Not a single one survived. Hallelujah, family. You ever heard of the phrase that the enemy comes in like a flood? Hallelujah. Did you ever hear that phrase? Well, let's think about this, right? When the enemy comes in like the flood, you go back to Exodus 14 and you remember how the flood covered the enemy. Hallelujah. Because that's the Lord, the God that you serve. Yeah, the enemy can come in like a flood, but you just remember my God can cover you with the flood. Hallelujah. You can flood in, <laughs> but my God shall flee you seven ways and you still shall be drowned by the Lord. My God, you have to believe this family. You got to have a mindset of belief that the Lord can do it for me. Hallelujah. Just say to yourself, if you feel unbelief, say, Lord, I believe you, but help me overcome my unbelief. Hallelujah. That's what you say to him. Father, I believe. Just help me overcome my unbelief. Hallelujah. And he's going to show up and he's going to show out. I'm here to tell you, the Lord's about to show up in your life and show out. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. He is so good. But the people of Israel had walked through the middle of the sea on dry ground. As the water stood up like a wall on both sides. There, That is how the Lord rescued Israel from the hand of the Egyptians that day. And the Israelites saw the bodies of the Egyptians washed up on the seashore. When the people of Israel saw the mighty power that the Lord had unleashed against the Egyptians, they were filled with awe before him. They put their faith in the Lord and in his servant Moses. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. It says that and the Israelites saw the bodies of the Egyptians washed up on the shore. The Lord said, listen here, by the time I'm done with your enemies, you will see them just washing up on the shore. Hallelujah. And then at that, then with that, when the people of Israel saw the mighty power that the Lord had unleashed against the Egyptians, when you see the mighty power that the Lord is getting ready to unleash on the Egyptians, you will be filled with all before him. You will put your faith in the Lord 
and in his service. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's what you're going to do. But more importantly than his service, put your faith in the Lord. Hallelujah. Because when he does this move of God, when he says, you shall let my people go. Hallelujah. You're going to be in all of him. You're going to be like, God is so dreamy. Hallelujah. That's what you're going to say, family. Remember this. When the Lord moves, you're going to be in all of him. You're going to be like, oh, I serve me a big God. Hallelujah. My faith is in God and in God alone. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Because he's good. Because he's so good. He is so good, family. He is so good. Hold on, fam. Hold on. Give me a second. Give your girl a second because I heard the Lord saying something else to me. So just give me a moment. Okay, fam. So I got it together. The Lord has brought back another word. So this is like a twofer, okay? And when I was talking about a baby daddy issue a little while ago in the beginning of this episode, and I said that even when we step outside his will, we go astray. The Lord will still come and work a mighty way through us, right? And it's not God's will for us to have baby daddies and baby mamas. It's not that. It's not his will for that. Because he wants us to be married and he wants us to have children with our husbands and our wives. That's God's will. That's God's will. He has a person set up for you who he wants you to bear children with in a covenant of a marriage. That's what God wants. So we end up, you know, some of us, we go astray and we end up, you know, making some Ishmaels. It's okay because we love our Ishmaels. We love them. We love our Ishmaels, but the Lord intends for us to give birth to Isaacs, okay? And it's someone under the sound of my voice who the Lord has brought to my attention. Lord, how do you want me to word this? You feel like God turned his back against you because you had a child outside of his will, whether it's a child that came from you or a child that you adopted, you felt like you went against God's will. And God says he already knew you were going to do that. That wasn't in his will. But nothing that you do surprises the Lord your God. He has a better way for you. He has a way that, because let me not say, okay, let me let me remind you back. Not saying God is against adoption. He's. I'm not saying that because God, aren't we, uh, isn't some of us adopted into the body of Christ? Like, aren't we adopted in? Not even some of us, aren't all of us adopted into the body of Christ? So it's not like God has a problem with that. But it's somebody who feels like you didn't ask the Lord and you just jumped on it. But the Lord is like, that was no surprise to me. Okay. So we are going to read Genesis 15. And we're probably going to like hop through Genesis. Okay. But y'all going to get my point. Okay. Well, y'all going to get the Lord's point because it's not my point. But remember, I always say when I say I family, that includes the Lord, and He is first, and I shall follow. Okay, I just speak from the beauty within me, and that's the Holy Spirit. That's the power of my God. So when you when you hear me say I know that I'm following the Lord's leading. Okay, fam. Okay. So, so let's start at verse one. Sometime later, the Lord spoke to Abram in a vision and said to him, "Do not be afraid, Abram, for I will protect you and reward your reward will be great." But Abram replied, 
oh, sovereign Lord, what good are all your blessings when I don't even have a son? Since you have given me no children, Eliezer of Damascus, a servant in my household, will inherit all my wealth. You have given me no descendants of my own, so one of my servants will be my heir. Then the Lord said to him, no, your servant will be you, your heir, for you will have a son of your own who will be your heir. See, so right now you see how the Lord is like, I already, I have an heir prepared for you. I am the sovereign Lord. Okay. Then the Lord took Abram outside and said to him, look up into the sky and count the stars if you can. That's how many descendants you will have. And Abraham believed the Lord and the Lord counted him as righteous because of his faith. Then the Lord told him, I am the Lord who brought you out of Ur of the Chaldeans, Chaldeans to give you this land, excuse me, family, as your possession. But Abram replied, oh, sovereign Lord, how can I be sure that I will actually possess it? The Lord told him, bring me a three-year-old heifer, a three-year-old female goat, a three-year-old ram, a turtle dove, and a young pigeon. So Abraham presented all these to him and killed them. Then out of each animal, then he cut each animal down the middle and laid the halves side by side. He did not, however, cut the birds in half. Some vultures swooped down to eat the carcass, but Abram chased them away. As the sun was going down, Abram fell into a deep sleep and a terrifying darkness came down over him. Then the Lord said to Abram, you can be sure that your descendants will be strangers in a foreign land where they will be oppressed as slaves for 400 years. But I will punish the nation that enslaves them. And in the end, they will come away with great wealth. As for you, you will die in peace and be buried at a ripe old age. After four generations, your descendants will return here to this land for the sins of Amorites do not yet warrant their destruction. After the sun went down and darkness fell, Abram saw a smoking fire pot and a flaming torch passing between the halves of the carcass. So the Lord made a covenant with Abraham that day and said, I have given this land to your descendants all the way from the border of Egypt to the great Euphrates River, the land now occupied by Kenites, Kesites, Kadmites, Hittites, Perizzites, Repetites, Amorites, Canaanites, Girgites, and Jezebites. Jebelites. Okay. So then let's go to chapter 16. As we're seeing, God made the promise. God told Abram, you are going to have a heir and your heir is not going to be your servant. It's not going to be from a servant. It's not a servant. I'm going to give you an heir. Now, Sarah, Abram's wife, had been able to, had not been able to bear children for him. But she had an Egyptian servant named Hagar. So Sari said to Abram, the Lord has prevented me from having children. Go and sleep with my servant. Perhaps I can have children through her. Okay, family. I know a lot of us probably heard this story before. 
But just understand that your God is the God of fertility. God does not care if you tried to have babies before or you've had miscarriages before or if you have lost a baby before. God is the God of his word. And if the Lord says that you're going to have a baby, that is so, okay? If the Lord says you are going to have a baby, that is so. And that's it and that's all. That's what's going to happen. Believe God on that. Okay, family. And Abram agreed with Sari's proposal. So Sari, Abram's wife, took Hagar, the Egyptian servant, and gave her to Abram as a wife. This happened 10 years after Abram had settled in the land of Canaan. So Abram had sexual relations with Hagar and she became pregnant. But when Hagar knew she was pregnant, she began to treat her mistress, Sari, with contempt. Then Sari said to Abram, this is all your fault. I put my servant into your arms, but now that she's pregnant, she treats me with contempt. The Lord will show who's wrong, you or me. Abram replied, look, she is your servant, so deal with her as you see fit. Then Sari treated Hagar so harshly that she finally ran away. The angel of the Lord found Hagar beside a spring of water in the wilderness along the road to Sir. The angel said to the her, Hagar, Sarah's servant, where have you come from and where are you going? I'm running away from my mistress, Sarah, she replied. The angel of the Lord said to her, return to your mistress and submit to her authority. Then he added, I will give you more descendants than you can count. And the angel also said, you are now pregnant and will give birth to a son. You are to name him Ishmael, which means God heard, hears, I'm sorry, which means God hears. That's what Ishmael means. So like, listen, I'm, listen, listen, family, serious cyborg. Okay. God, that see, God hears. God seen the plan that Abram, Sari, and Hagar had. He seen it. He seen when Ishmael was conceived. He knows. And still, he, he sent an angel after Hagar, after she ran away. And he told her to return and to submit. Hallelujah. And he said that when you give birth to this child, you shall name this child Ishmael. Because it means God hears. Hallelujah. Glory be to God because see, we think so t- sometimes that we messed up so much that there's no way that God we can God will even come back for us. But that's a lie from the pit. You have to cast that down in the name of Jesus. You gotta cast it down because God hears. He hears and He knows. You have to believe that the Lord hears you, that He loves you, that He has a way for you. How Hallelujah. Even when you have did things outside of his will, he still will come and send an angel and tell you, where are you going? Come back and submit. Hallelujah. That's what the Lord will do. Okay. He will raise his. Okay. This son. Okay. For the Lord has heard your cry of distress. This son of yours will be a wild man, as untamed as a wild donkey. He will raise his fist against everyone, and everyone will be against him. Yes, he will live in open hostility against all his relatives. Thereafter, Hagar used another name to refer to the Lord. 
who she had spoken, who has spoken to her. She said, you are the God who sees me. Hallelujah. You are the God that sees me. She also said, have I truly seen the one who sees me? So that well, so that well was named Bear Lahaya Roa, which means well of the living one who sees me. But family, hallelujah. Hagar, listen, she said, you are the God who sees me. Hallelujah. Take that for yourself. Well, you got yourself, because let's not even talk about babies. We can't even got to talk about babies. Well, you got yourself in an Ishmael situation, okay? You got to say back to yourself, God hears. And then you got to say, he is the God who sees me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Y'all got me in an Ishmael, but he is the God who sees me. Hallelujah. I stepped ahead of God and I tried to make me an Isaac, but I made an Ishmael. But the Lord sees me. Hallelujah. He hears me. Hallelujah. That's what you got to say, family. And we're not just talking about babies because let me tell you something. You will make a mistake sometimes. Sometimes you will make a mistake. We are all human. But we have a God who sees us. We got a God who hears us. Remember that family. She also said, have, okay, I already read that. It can still be found between Kadesh and Bered. So Hagar gave Abram a son and Abram named his son, named him Ishmael. Abraham was 86 years old when Ishmael was born. Hallelujah. Um, let's go to chapter 17. When Abraham was 99 years old, the Lord appeared to him and said, I am El Shaddai, God almighty. Hallelujah. He said, I am I am El Shaddai, God Almighty. Serve me faithfully and live a blameless life. I will make a covenant with you by which I will guarantee to give you countless descendants. Hallelujah. Listen, I love when God show up and he show you a different name. Because when you hear that different name of God, it shows you another. It's just like another side of him. And now we're getting to see that he is El Shaddai. God Almighty. He is so good. Let's look up the definition of Almighty family. Because it's power in that definition. Okay. Uh, let's see. It says, having complete power, omnipotent, oh gosh, very great, enormous, hallelujah, having complete power, El Shaddai, that means God Almighty, that means he has complete power, oh, he is so good, he is so good, he is so good. Oh, serve me faithfully and live a blameless life. I will make a covenant with you by which I will guarantee to give you countless descendants. At this, Abram fell face down on the ground. Then God said to him, this is my covenant with you. I will make you the father of a multitude of nations. What's more, I am changing your name. Hallelujah. God is so good because he showed up and he changed your name. Whew. 
It will no longer be Abram. Instead, you will be called Abraham. Hallelujah. For you will be the father of many nations. I will make you extremely fruitful. Your descendants will become many nations and kings will be among them. I will confirm my covenant with you and your descendants family. Hold on because I hear the sovereign Lord speaking. Let's go to Isaiah 54 real quick. And it's just one piece I want to take out for you family. Because the Lord is making a promise today. Hallelujah. Um, Hold on. Hold on family. Okay, let's go to Isaiah 54 really quick and let's go to verse 3. For you will soon be bursting at the seams. Your descendants will occupy other nations and resettle the ruined cities. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He's making a, a, a promise today that when the Lord gives you your descendants, when he makes you fruitful, hallelujah, they shall occupy other nations. They shall resettle the, the cities. Hallelujah. Believe that. Believe that the Lord will make you fruitful. Believe it. And like I, like we said, Lord, like we said, fam, like we said, if you having problems with belief, say, Lord, I believe, but help me overcome my unbelief. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Let's okay. Let's go back to Genesis 17, 7. I will confirm my covenant with you and your descendants after you from generation to generation. This is the everlasting covenant. I will always be your God and the God of your descendants after you. And I will give the entire land of Canaan where you now live as a foreigner to you and your descendants. It will be their possession forever and I will be their God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's keep going. The mark of the covenant. Then God said to Abram, your response responsibility is to obey the terms of the covenant. You and all your descendants have this continual responsibility. This is the covenant that you and your descendants must keep. Each male among you must be circumcised. You must also cut off the flesh of your foreskin as a sign of the covenant between me and you. Hallelujah. Remember we were talking about circumcision. I will go back to that because listen, That's, I ain't going to go back to that. It's just now you know if the procedure was done, what it, where it really started at, okay? <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. You must cut off the flesh of your foreskin as a sign of the covenant between me and you. From generation to generation, every male child must be circumcised on the eighth day after his birth. This applies not only to the members of your family, but also to the servants born in your household and the foreign-born foreign servants from whom you have purchased. All must be circumcised. Your bodies will bear the mark of my everlasting covenant. Any male who fails to be circumcised will be cut off from the covenant family for breaking the covenant. Now, family. Okay, let's say if you don't have it, okay? It's okay now, okay? Because Jesus came with the new wine. Okay, hold on real quick because one of my children is knocking. Hold on. Okay, I'm sorry, family. <laughs> that was my daughter. But... Like, Jesus came with the new wine, okay? He tore the veil. So, I listen, seek the Lord or what you want to do. 
But if that ain't like that, I don't think you got to change it. But you go seek the Lord for yourself, okay? And you ask him. Okay, let's go to verse 15. <laughs> Listen, family. I don't know what nobody be like. Jada within her beauty said, because I'm going to be like, Lord, I told them to come to you and ask. Okay, I didn't say for them to do that. I said them to come ask you. El Shaddai. That's what I said, God Almighty. I told them to come ask you, Lord. Then God said to Abram, regarding Sari, your wife, her name will no longer be Sari. From now on, her name will be Sarah. And I will bless her and give you a son from her. Hallelujah. He said that with an exclamation point. Yes, I will bless her richly and she will become the mother of many nations. Hallelujah. He told a barren woman who is like in her 90s at this point that she is going to become the mother of many nations. Hallelujah. He is so good. She don't got no kids. And he said, You that's that's the God Almighty. Hallelujah. That is El Shaddai. Hallelujah. Because listen, God will come to you with that kind of stuff. Like, Lord, you know I'm barren. What you mean I'ma have descendants that's that's uh that's uh, that's kings of nations? What do you mean? How am I going to have many nations, Lord? I'm barren. Then God be like, he'll give you that one. Listen, let's keep going. Then Abraham bowed down to the ground, but he laughed to himself in disbelief. (laughs) How could I become a father at the age of a hundred? He thought, and how can Sarah have a baby when she is 90 years old? So Abraham said to God, may Ishmael live under your special blessing. But God replied, no, Sarah, your wife will give you, will give birth to a son for you. You will name him Isaac and I will confirm my covenant with him and his descendants as an everlasting covenant. Yeah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He is so good. As for Ishmael, I will bless him also, just as you have asked. I will make him extremely fruitful and multiply his descendants. He will become the father of 12 princes, and I will make him a great nation. But my covenant will be confirmed with Isaac, who will be born to you and Sarah about this time next year. When God had finished speaking, he left Abraham. Hallelujah, fam. God is so good. God is so good. And I know y'all like, but so what are you telling me the Ishmael's in my life ain't going to be blessed like my Isaac? No, but God, he would say, I'm still going to give you what I said. What I said is going to be blessed because I said it. Yes, I'm going to, I'm going to help you with your Ishmael's. I'm going to bless you, your Ishmael's. But the promises I made you still stand. Hallelujah. You will still have the promises that I appointed over your life. Hallelujah. What's the favor I am granting you? Hallelujah. Yes, I'm going to bless your Ishmael. But Isaac is what I told you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He is so good. He is worthy to be praised. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. On that very day, Abraham took his son and his son Ishmael and every male in his household, including those born with there and those he had, had bought. Then he circumcised them, Ooh, mm, 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 cutting off their foreskin, just as God had told him. Whew. 
Mm. Can you imagine? Because, you know, I don't think back then they ain't had no numbing stuff. So, can you imagine? Whew. Abraham was 90. <laughs> family. Listen, I don't even got that. But I'm just like, ooh, Jesus. Hallelujah. Ooh, mm, 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 mm. But God, listen, but you going to do what God said. Okay. <laughs> you going to do what he said. Abraham, because can you imagine family sidebar? But can you imagine knowing when, that you gathering up all the troops, you gathering up everybody, and you got your knife in order, and you know what you about to do, and it's just like, whoo, that's all you can say is, because <laughs> listen here, you know he probably was shaking because, whoo, Jesus, hallelujah. Ooh, but you're going to do what God said. Abraham was 99 years old when he was circumcised. Can you imagine? And Ishmael, his son, was 13. Both Abram and his son, Ishmael, were circumcised on that day, along with all the other men and boys of the household, whether they were born there or brought as servants. All were circumcised with him. Mm, glory be to God. But see, that just show you how God knew Abraham's heart. Because think about it. Like some of the men that's listening, um, even action men, like if they wasn't. And be honest with yourself. If God told you to do that, would you do that? Like, really, that's like a conversation that, you know, that's a conversation for later that you can have with your man or if it's a man listening or if you just got a man friend. Like, it's a conversation starter because, listen, without no medicine. But that's how you know God knew Abraham. Sorry, he knew Abraham would do it. He knew the love that Abraham had for him. And that's what's important. Yes, Abraham made an Ishmael, but God knew. God knew like, he, he he's after my heart. You know? Because who? Listen, the Lord appeared again to Abraham near the oak grove belonging to Mamre. One day, Abraham was sitting at the entrance to his tent during the hottest part of the day. He looked up and noticed three men standing nearby. When he saw them, he ran to meet them and welcomed them, bowing low to the ground. My Lord, he said, if it pleases you, stop here for a while. Rest in the shade of this tree while water is brought to wash your feet. And since you've honored your servants with this visit, let me prepare some food to refresh you before you continue on your journey journey. All right, they said, do as you have said. So Abraham ran back to the tent and said to Sarah, hurry, get three large measures of your best flour, knead it into dough and bake some bread. Then Abraham ran out to the herd and chose a tender calf and gave it to his servants who quickly prepared it. When the food was ready, Abraham took some yogurt and milk and roasted meat and he served it to the men as they ate. Abraham waited on them in the shade of the tree. Where is Sarah, your wife? The visitor asked. She's inside the tent, Abraham replied. Then one of them said, I will return to you about this time next year and your wife, Sarah, will have a son. 
Sarah was listening to this conversation from the tent. Abraham and Sarah were both very old by this time, and Sarah was long past the age of having children, so she laughed silently to herself. How could I, a worn-out woman like me enjoy such pleasure? Hold on, let's read this again because, fam, we got to relate to Sister Sarah, Mother Sarah, because, like, that's our great-great-grandmama Sarah. Like, we got to, we have to relate to her, you know? It says, how could, how she said, she said this, how could a worn out woman like me enjoy such pleasure, especially when my master, my husband is also so old. Then the Lord said to Abraham, why did Sarah laugh? Why did she say, can an old woman like me have a baby? Is anything too hard for the Lord? Yes. Is anything too hard for the Lord? Ask yourself that. Ask yourself, I don't care what man said to you. I don't care the conversation you had with yourself. Is anything too hard for the Lord? Ask yourself that. Ask yourself that, family. Ask yourself whether you got an Ishmael or Isaac situation at this very moment. Ask yourself this question. Is anything too hard for the Lord? I'll return about this time next year and Sarah will have a son. Sarah was afraid, so she denied it, saying, I didn't laugh. But the Lord said, no, you did. Yes, because God, listen, because why are you lying to God? Like, family, another sidebar. We got to stop lying to God because God know. He know. He know. He know. He know before we do it. Like, he know. So, let's just stop lying to him. Because we really only lie to ourselves. Only person Sarah lied to was herself. Because God knew. That's the only one. Don't, just don't do it. Don't waste, don't waste a lie. Just don't lie. Okay? Because uh, sis and within her beauty is not promoting lying. So, let me say like this. Don't lie to yourself. Because it ain't worth it. Because you're only lying to yourself. Okay, and that's not even worth it. Like, come on. Now you're sinning against yourself. Whew. So, let's go. Okay. Let's go to Genesis 21, starting at verse 1. Hold on, wait, let's go down to verse 21. I mean, 20. And let's just read for a second at verse 17. Then Abraham prayed to God, and God healed Amalek, his wife, and his female servants, so they could have children. For the Lord had caused all the women to be infertile because of what happened with Abraham's wife, Sarah. Hallelujah. You could go back and read this story, family, because, you know, this you have your alone time with your Lord and your Savior. But I just want your sis at with her beauty is led to point out to you. For the Lord had caused all the women to be infertile because of what happened with Abraham's wife, Sarah. Family, God is the God of infertility. Okay. He is the God of that. That has uh, infertility has to obey God is what I'm saying. It has to obey. So if God says to, for, to infertility to be fertility, be fertile again, it has to be because God's word is so okay, family. It says that Abraham prayed to God and God healed Amalek, 
his wife and his female servants so they could have children. Family is all about your prayer. It's all about going to the Lord with an open heart, ready to receive what the Lord is getting ready to say to you. It's all about that. It's not about going to the Lord and knowing what you want and you're going to him and being like, this is what I want and this is how I want you to do. Open your heart to him. Allow him to heal that. You hear what I'm saying, family? It might not be the way that you look like, but God is God almighty. He is God with complete power. He is the God of glory. Hallelujah. Everything that he does for you will bring glory to his name, family. Okay. Now let's go to the birth of Isaac chapter 21. The Lord kept his word and did for Sarah exactly what he had promised. She became pregnant and she gave birth to a son for Abraham in his old age. This happened at just the time God said it would. Hallelujah. It says this happened at just the time God has said it would. If God gave you a promise, even if it looked like that promise ain't nowhere in sight, we have to understand that God is the God of resurrection. Hallelujah. He got that resurrection power. He got a way for when a situation looked dead, he can bring life to it. He, we got a God that says, Lazarus, get up. Hallelujah. And you know, Lazarus was dead. Hallelujah. But the Lord got that resurrection power. We see with Jesus himself, God in the flesh. Hallelujah. We see that for three days. Hallelujah. For three days. And then what did God do on the third day? He raised Jesus from the dead. Hallelujah. That's that resurrection power. Okay. So even if your womb even if any situation, because we don't, I, I just feel in my spirit is a woman on here listening and you just want to open womb. So I go to the open womb first because sis, I'm talking to you. Hallelujah. I'm talking to you that God got that resurrection power. Hallelujah. All you have to do is trust in the Lord your God and lean not on your own understanding. Hallelujah. Because, listen, it says right here in the word, she became pregnant and she gave birth to a son for Abraham in his old age. This happened at just the time God said it would. That's why you got to lean not to your own understandings. Hallelujah. And Abraham named their son Isaac. Eight days after Isaac was born, Abraham circumcised him as God had commanded. Abraham was a hundred years old when Isaac was born. And Sarah declared, God has brought me laughter. All who hear about this will laugh with me. All who would have said to Ab- all who, who would have said to Abraham, that Sarah would nurse a baby, yet I have given Abraham a son in his old age family. I know it, family. I know Sarah had the shame. She had a shame that she couldn't bring Abraham a son. Hallelujah. Let's just imagine her, her, her shame and her disappointment for a moment. It was a woman that was be, able to bear a son for Abraham. 
And and Sarah, his wife of his old age, couldn't bear a son. Hallelujah. You know she wanted to give him a son, family. And it was like she couldn't do it. She was barren. But she had this promise over her life. Hallelujah. She has a promise over her life. And God said, you shall do it. Hallelujah. Because he's a good God. He removed her shame. Hallelujah. He removed her disappointment. Hallelujah. And he can do that for you. Hallelujah. He can do it for you. Just believe he can. Just believe. God let Sarah get all the way up to her old ripe age to show her, I am God Almighty. I will show you my glory in this. Hallelujah. Just believe it. Believe it. I want to show up when you think it's impossible. Hallelujah. I'm going to show up for you when you think it's not possible. Hallelujah. That's what the sovereign Lord says. He says, I wait till you think it's impossible. Then I show up to with the possible. Hallelujah. Because he's so good. He is so good. And he's going to bring you a double portion of joy. Hallelujah. He is bringing double portion with him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I speak that over you. You shall receive double portion. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. He is so good. Hallelujah. Oh, he is so good. Um, let's, let's just, family, you can, you can keep on reading this chapter and it's going to show you how God blessed Hagar and Ishmael, even though that was against what God said, you get what I'm saying? Like Ishmael was not made, it was not God's intentions for Abraham to have an Ishmael. It was not his intentions, but Let's just let's, let's read it together. When Isaac grew up and was about to be weaned, Abraham prepared a huge feast to celebrate the occasion. But Sarah saw Ishmael, the son of Abraham, her Egyptian servant, Hagar, making fun of her son, Isaac. So she turned to Abraham and demanded, get rid of that slave woman and her son. He is not going to share the inheritance with my son, Isaac. I won't have it. This upset Abraham very much because Ishmael was his son. But God told Abraham, do not be upset over the boy and your servant. Do whatever Sarah tells you, for Isaac is the son through whom your descendants will be counted. But I will also make a nation of descendants of Hagar's son, because he is your son too. Hallelujah. Even though Abraham did that, he went and he made Ishmael. Even though God was only talking about Isaac, he said, I'm still going to bless him because that's your son too. The Lord style shall bless your situation because that is still yours too. Hallelujah. He is so good, family. He is so good. He is so good. Hallelujah your glory be to God because the Lord he he don't condemn us hallelujah he said I can still fix it I still got plans for Ishmael hallelujah yes I was talking about Isaac but I still know you love your son because that's your son too and I got plans for him 
I got promises over his life too. Hallelujah. He is so good. He is so good. He is so good. So Abraham got up early the next morning and prepared food in a container of water and strapped them on Haggai's shoulders. Then he sent her away with her son and she wandered aimlessly in the wilderness of Beersheba. When the water was gone, she put the boy in the in the shade of a bush. Then she went and sat down by herself about a hundred yards away. I don't want to watch the boy die, she said, as she burst into tears. But God heard the boy crying. Listen, but God heard, God hears, hallelujah, the boy crying. And the angel of God called to Hagar from heaven. Hagar, what's wrong? Do not be afraid. God has heard the boy crying as he lies there. Go to him and confront and comfort him, for I will make a great nation from his descendants. Then God opened Hagar's eyes and she saw a well full of water. She quickly filled her water container and gave the boy a drink. And God was with the boy as he grew up in the wilderness. He became a skillful archer and he settled in the wilderness of Paran. His mother arranged for him to marry a woman from the land of Egypt. Hallelujah. The Lord still provided. Hallelujah. He still provided for Ishmael and Hagar. Because God is good. God will still provide in that situation for you. Hallelujah. Just trust them. Just trust them. Family, listen. It's so much easier if we do what God says. And we and we wait upon him to order our steps. But the Lord also knows that. At times, his kids is hard-headed. We, he know. He know. I'm not condoning people to go before God. That's not what I'm doing. But God knows you. He knows you. Okay, family? Trust him. Trust him. Lord, is there anything else you want me to say? <laughs> the Lord says by the this time next year, okay? He said by this time next year, it will be so many women having fruit of the womb, okay? Fruit of the womb, okay? Oh, he is so good. Just trust him, okay? Just trust him. He says, my daughters will birth many nations. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. (laughs) He is so good. And to raise a child up in the way, his way, and he shall not leave it. Okay. Raise a child up in the way and he shall never abandon it. Raise your child up in the Lord for your child shall not abandon that. Okay. Because these children... That's getting ready to be birthed. These businesses, these ministries, a lot of these, all of them is going to give glory to God. Okay. And we have to have our firm foundation in Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Because we shall bring glory to God's name. Hallelujah. So I'm speaking life, family. I'm speaking life over your spiritual womb and over your um your human womb. I'm speaking life, okay, family? I'm speaking life. 
but this time next year, okay, there shall be fruit in the womb. That's spiritually and physically, okay? Uh, yes, he says, my daughters shall bear children. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Lord. Is there anything else you want to say? He says, it don't matter if you're too young or if you're too old. Because he is God Almighty. Hallelujah. <laughs> he is God Almighty. Okay, family. Let Lord, is there anything else? Stay in praise. Stay in worship. And just trust him. Just trust God. Okay, family. Father, in the name of Jesus, I just thank you for your word, Lord. I thank you for fruit of the womb, Father. I thank you for my brothers and sisters, Lord. I thank you for just just even caring enough for your children. I thank you for blessing our situations. I thank you for who you are, Lord, because you are so good to us. You are so kind to us, Lord. You are so mighty. Hallelujah, Lord. You are so powerful. Hallelujah, Lord. I pray that each person that comes on this podcast will be able to go and spread the glory of God. Hallelujah. I pray the glory of God over their lives, Father. Hallelujah, Lord. I thank you, Father, because you are good. Hallelujah. People might have counted us out, Lord, but you count us in, God, and you are so good. I just love you, Lord. I love you, Lord. I just want to worship your name because you are mighty. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Lord. I thank you for telling us the rest. While you shall fight for us. Hallelujah, Lord, because you are so good. You are so good, God. I love you, Lord. I just love you so much, Lord. I love you for looking out for all of us, Lord. I just thank you, Father. I thank you for coming to your children's rescue, Lord. Hallelujah, Lord. I thank you for your mighty arm, Lord. I thank you for that mighty right hand, Father. I thank you for being sovereign, Lord, because you are so good, Lord. I thank you for providing for us. Lord, everything that we need, Father. I thank you for giving us the things that we want, Lord, because you are so good. You are so worthy. I thank you for your blood that you have shed for us. I thank you for having your body broken for us, Lord, because you are so good. And that's in Jesus' mighty name. Hallelujah. That's in Jesus' mighty name, Lord. I just thank you, Lord. I just praise you. I just honor you and I just worship you, Lord. And that's in Jesus' mighty name that I pray. Okay, family. I love y'all. Most importantly, Jesus loves you. And I will see you very soon. Bye.